Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash What Fresh Hell Cast. And it's from Christina who asks, I listened to an episode where Margaret described her extremely picky son and the anxiety she felt. She was basically describing me and my six-year-old daughter. This episode is from 2016, so I'm curious, does anyone know if he's expanded his diet? Or does anyone have any uplifting stories about extremely picky kids that improve over time? Honestly, I'd be happy if she's just having less anxiety at the table, not looking for advice because I've read slash done it all. Just some good feel good stories from your personal experience. Um, I wanted to weigh in on this because yes, she has seen improvement over time and is experiencing less anxiety at the table. I have three kids who are picky in their own ways. And I had one extremely picky eater who probably had some sensory and anxiety stuff going on around food. And when I had, I have three kids who are 18 months apart. And so when I had, let's say, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old, I was sort of obsessed with the idea of like, it's family dinner. That's what I keep reading. Family dinner is so important. And so I wanted us to have these beloved family dinners where everybody ate the same thing and I wasn't making anyone specific meals and the parents and the children were all eating the same food. And I was always following the rule of I choose what's for dinner, you choose what to eat, which is the famous child of mine rule. And I dialed in a lot to that. So 2016 would have been six years ago. My oldest is now 13. So yes, was still picky. That means let me do, no one told me there would be math in this job. Uh, He was around eight years old. He is now 13 and he is still a picky eater, but our lives have changed completely from those anxiety-ridden dinners of there's going to be a lot of anxiousness and kind of a nightmare experience of people complaining about the food. A couple of things that we did to achieve these changes. Number one, we made the rule, which I have discussed before, you may talk about anything at dinner except for the food. And this, I just said it maybe 
two weeks ago to my kids when someone had some thoughts about whether or not the food was good or not. And I said, remember our rule, you can talk about anything but the food. So we don't sit at dinner and have discussions about how many peas you have to take a bite of to have dessert. I do make my children eat vegetables at the dinner table. And for one of my kids, that is still really a kind of not very pleased bite or several bites of things. We've moved up to now you have to finish a vegetable. So you can't just like nibble on a stalk of broccoli and then make a horrible face. But it has taken time. And so we don't talk about the food. No one's allowed to complain about the food at my table. We can talk about anything else. This is what's for dinner. Eat what you want of it. There's no more food after this. And that's the end of the discussion about the food. The other thing is that we kept presenting different choices and we offered, especially our picky eater, options on you can choose what to eat. So recently, this kid still does not really like the concept of pasta or noodles, which is not great because, you know, it's a fairly big food group. But he knows that if there's Chinese style noodles with pork on top and broccoli, that he can kind of pick through, eat the pork. He is allowed to use ketchup on anything he wants. And ketchup has been a saving grace in our house. So basically, if he wants to, if we get Chinese taken, let's say, and he just wants to eat beef and broccoli and pour ketchup over the whole thing, it's fine with me. That how he chooses to eat the food, and it works. The other thing that we leaned in on a little bit was food chaining. So, hey, you like the taste of garlic, but you don't really like noodles, but these are garlic noodles, and so let's try them. And, I mean, this kid was so picky that for us eating garlic knots at some point at a restaurant, I mean, I remember sitting and watching him eat garlic knots, and it was a huge win. We also go out to eat, and that's enjoyable for us, and it's another opportunity to say, you don't get anything special here. You have to find something on the menu. So if it's just protein and you want to dip it in ketchup and that's what you're going to eat, it's fine. So for my other kids, I've seen the pickiness disappear more and more and more. Every time I turn around, they're just eating different foods now that they're 10 and 12, For my super picky 13-year-old, his appetite got better, and that helped us a lot because he's actually hungry at the dinner table. I talked on just, I think, my last Ask Margaret about how little kids who only need a 1,000 calories a day, they're not that hungry at dinner time. So the fight to try to get them to eat, I go back and I look at it and I think they weren't hungry. That was the problem. And so it was easy for them to refuse food. Now that my guy's a tween, he's pretty much got to figure out what he can eat. And so we lean in sometimes. If he's got a big day, I know he really likes frozen pizza. I'm not above making him frozen pizza or a hamburger for breakfast. And so it's just been a constant balancing for us. I will say it has gotten so much better. I've often talked about my brother-in-law, who's like the kind of guy who's like, you know, goes to a restaurant and he's like, I'll try the sheep, you know, face, whatever, horrible food I would never eat. He eats everything. His mom always tells us that he grew up only eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches until he was eight or nine. And so, yes, I think this is something that you can easily say is in the category of things that get better. It gets so much less fraught at the dinner table. I know you said no advice. I'm just telling you the couple of things we did that really work for us. And the only other thing I would add is that there was a period of time where getting 
my really picky sensory guy to sit with unpleasant foods to him. These included things like pasta and rice. I'm not talking about actually unpleasant foods on his plate. That acclimated. We moved at his pace, but we didn't change our rules. And now uh, this is a kid who eats a lot of things. He eats seafood. He eats shrimp. He puts ketchup on everything, which is a little gross. If you know me, I don't like ketchup. But he's getting through meals. He's going out to dinner. He's going to friends' houses. And he's trying different foods. Another thing that really helped was getting into an area where he was going out with friends. His friends want to go get sushi. And he's not going to say, I don't eat that. He's going to say, well, I'll just get the teriyaki and put ketchup on it or whatever he's doing to get through the experience. But I want to say to you, Christina, that from six to 13 is a world of difference. And like you said, there's a ton of advice. There are things you should be trying. I would not give up and give in on this, but I will offer you that my picky eater has gotten better and I hope that helps. If you have a question for Amy or myself, you can ask them on our Facebook group as Christina did, or you can send them to info at What Fresh Hell podcast and you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly. Your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.